Scott with sjwellfire.com, Final Days Report, Episode 91. We're calling this podcast, Can a Christian Have Demons and Foul Spirits? Can a Christian Have Demons and Foul Spirits? I got to tell you, I follow two different pastors, and they have separate views on this topic. I think you can, from personal perspective, dreams, and I think it's scriptural. Stop feeding the beast, my friends. And so one proof point, I just did a podcast, Iron Mixed with Clay, Daniel's Fourth Beast System Rising. You take a look at the occult ceremony from these Luciferians, this Baphomet star, you can see it, and then graphene oxide in the center within this snowflake. And then you look at the vaccine, this operating system that is defiling the temple of God, the mRNA technology actually changes your DNA. We've proved that out. The Supreme Court case of the USA basically said that you can be patented if your DNA is changed, my friends. So you might not even be human, according to a couple lawyers that I've listened to and showed during different podcasts. So this looks just like a snowflake, right? I mean, this is wicked, wicked evil. And if you think about it, God warns to not be deceived as Christians. Do not be deceived. And God hates fear. And so I know a bunch of Christians that ran out and took this vaccine, this experimental it's not even a vaccine, this experimental operating system because of fear. No other reason but fear. And God hates fear, right? Look up sorcery within the book of Revelation, and it stands for pharmakia, witchcraft, poison. Good night. This is the fourth B system. If you survive this mRNA technology with the Vades and the, the clot shot, you're going to be hooked into the Internet of Things. Probably won't even have free will. That'll be taken, and Lucifer will be omnipresent. But again, can a Christian have a foul spirit? Obviously, many Christians fell for this and were deceived and literally took a shot that actually could shorten their lives, my friends. So a listener as well, just an insight on iron mixed with clay, sent me a note that I thought was interesting with the snowflake as well, with the graphene oxide inside of it. She has read with some chemtrail different sites that they actually think graphene oxide is being dumped on us. And so if you think about it, if it's being dumped on us during this cold weather, it'll turn into a snowflake potentially or adhere to a snowflake. I think it's fascinating. So I went to a couple of my favorite chemtrail sites that really monitor this. And sure enough, they're actually finding photographs or they have taken photographs of airplanes with black chemtrails. So are they dumping graphene oxide on us? Could be. I mean, this is a train wreck, my friends. But let's continue. Can a Christian have a foul spirit? I think they can. Dean O'Dell, I think, has a very strong deliverance ministry. I've probably watched 15 of his videos on spiritual warfare and deliverance. And Ephesians 4.27, I love, neither give place to the devil. So this is written to Christians. So if you're a Christian, why would the scripture matter? Neither give place to a devil. This means that you need to make sure that you're walking in Christ. Christ is your first love, that when you sin, you repent, that you get away from habitual sin. You don't want to open doors. Neither give place to the devil. And 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Let's continue to read. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And whoso breaketh the hedge, that hedge is the protection that the hedge reminds me of Ephesians 6, a serpent shall bite him. So obviously, if you're, if you're a Christian and you're in spiritual warfare and you're walking with the Lord and Jesus Christ is your first love and you know that you're saved and you're repenting when you sin because we all sin and you have strong faith, 
but let's say you're, you're backslidden and you break a, a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. I mean, folks, these are talking to Christians. I'm reading this right, right? Let's continue. Now, two other ministries that just have great information. Unfortunately, Russ Dizdar, just a great man of God. I actually saw him present. He passed away this year, but check out his site, shatterthedarkness.net. I'm actually listening to a, a spiritual warfare series that he has that's just pretty powerful. And then Derek Prince, this was a very, very intellectual man of God. I love his demeanor. He's very soft-spoken, Oxford educated, I think. So very, very intelligent man talks about spiritual warfare. In early days of his ministry, he just had a spirit of depression and he found out it was a generational curse and he actually broke that demonic spirit. Let's let him tell the story. And again, this he's a pastor within his ministry fighting depression, my friends. Here we go. Let's roll it. My description of demons is persons without bodies. It's very important to realize you're dealing with a person. In the early years of my ministry, I suffered from intense depression. That would Early days of his ministry, so he's saved, he has a great testimony, and, and he's a man of God. Come over me and rest upon me like a dark cloud and shut me in, keep me from communicating. And I struggled with it, I did everything. I prayed, I fasted, I reckoned myself dead, I knew the scriptures. And the more I prayed and fasted, the worse it got. And I had no remedy. And one day I was reading Isaiah chapter 60, 61. And it said, in place of the spirit of heaviness, the garment of prayer. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's your problem. A spirit of heaviness, of depression. And when I knew that I was dealing with a person and not myself, you see, I've been blaming myself for all of this. When I discovered it was another person, I was 80% of the way to victory. And actually, I understood by revelation that it was a familiar spirit. That is, a spirit that follows a family up. And I realized the same spirit had affected my father for many years. So all I needed was one other scripture. Let me share it with you. Joel 2:32. It shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I called on the name of Jesus and I was delivered. This thing, it was like a heavenly vacuum cleaner. It came down over my shoulders and just sucked this thing out. And I had struggled with it for years until I recognized it was not myself. It was another person seeking to afflict me. And I want you to understand, when you once realize you're dealing with a person who is not yourself, you're about 80% of the way to deliverance. Now, as I understand it, and I, let me say I've been dealing with demons for more than 30 years. I first got involved in 1963. Some people said, well, Brother Prince will soon give it up. He'll change his doctrine. I have to say at the age of 80, I haven't given it up and I haven't changed my doctrine. And I'll tell you one reason, it's scriptural and number two, it works. I want to offer you three objectives that demons have. Number one, to torment and torture. They are the torturers. Number two, to keep you from knowing Christ as Savior. And number three, if you come to know Christ as Savior, then to keep you from serving him effectively. 
pretty powerful testimony, my friends, from a, a man of God whose ministry was blessed and he reached a lot of people. Many doors were open for him to do Christ's work. But now let's go back to Dean Odell. And again, if you actually have some issues, some deliverance issues, his ministry, I think, does good work. He actually has a survey, a pretty dialed-in process. He'll only actually deliver people that are Christians unless their kids and the parents give permission and or if somebody is just so far gone that's maybe going to go to a mental institution, he'll deliver them and then try to save them. But he, he's pretty dialed and I've watched many of his videos, but basically he outlined seven main doorways for demons. Let's read them. Generational curses, childhood trauma, abuse, occult pagan practices, sexual sins, oaths, vows, and curses touch close association and unforgiveness, bitterness. So as a Christian, I just want to talk about a couple of these. So the Lord actually gave me a dream to forgive somebody that I think just is wicked and has done me wrong. And I, I forgave them. And I got to tell you, a, a heaviness has lifted from me and inner peace has has been even greater. I mean, we're living in just wicked, wicked times, and it's tough not to be anxious of the times that we're living in. But I got to tell you, these are exciting times as well. And so unforgiveness and bitterness, early days within my Christian walk, I basically had a dream to run from some people that were flat out Luciferians, and I just cut them off at the knees, meaning just left, left hanging with them, left talking to them 100% just obeying the Lord. And these were some very, very wicked people. You never know that just talking to them. Since, since I've actually grown as a Christian, you can actually tell if somebody, just by looking at their eyes, whether they have demons and or the light of God. I mean, it's just wild as you get discernment, but that was pretty much early in my days as a Christian. And I think I lacked that discernment. I mentioned with my Catholic heritage, and when I became a Christian, I read the King James Version Bible and just realized the things I was taught in the Catholic Church had nothing to do with the Bible. But I talk about in one of my podcasts how we were at the Knights of Columbus, and we did some sort of weird Latin ceremony with these strange young men that we thought something odd was going on. A bunch of us, our dads had us do this ceremony, and we had to speak in Latin. I have no idea what I said, but I rebuke that oath or vow in the name of Jesus Christ and bind that demon and close any doorway that I've opened and rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. So from a sexual sin standpoint, this is one that probably a lot of us really potentially open doors with coveting. And maybe four or five years ago, I had two different situations, two very, very attractive women at the corporate headquarters that I work, and they were separate occasions, but one of them thought I was 35 and I must've been 48, that I looked super young. Then there was a national sales meeting. She's like, Hey, let's go out dancing. Let's go have a drink. Just flirting, probably innocent flirting. And I ran from it, but then it was, you know, it just was like lust and coveting, you know, just the bad spirit came about, you know, puffing me up as well. And then it happened again. This other time at a national sales meeting, this super attractive woman, probably 34, 35, was like, let's go have a drink. Come on. And I can tell you, she was flirting with me. And it was just like, run from it. But your ego gets hit and you know, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, I got to go to my room. But the, the lust and the covening afterwards, I probably opened doors. 
now I'm much better when I see a super attractive woman. I pray that she's an amazing wife or just an amazing mother, a great woman of God. You know, Proverbs 31 comes to mind. So I rebuke that, right, in the name of Jesus Christ. And so in Generation Curses, I've been praying if I have any. I don't think I have any Freemasons in my family tree, but any Generation Curses, I've, I've really worked on praying and making sure that these are broken out of my lineage accordingly. So again, Dean Odell, that's from his site. And if you have any issues, could be somebody to contact for some help. But let's read why I started this ministry is because I've started to have dreams that would come true just on a personal basis. And I've had a lot of end time type dreams that really fit the seals nicely. So let's read. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. I'm a middle-aged man. So I'd consider myself an old man. And so I just had a dream recently where somebody I know, a young man, I think he's maybe 28, 29, maybe 30, PhD, super smart. He was telling me he was actually fighting suicide. And I had a dream. He's not a Christian. I had a dream that he actually was tugging on what looked like the statue de often depicted in the four beasts spoken of, of Daniel. And he was pulling this statue on a track. And then he was throwing this ball at the statue and this little miniature statue, this person was grabbing the ball and giving it back to this person that I know. And they kept on doing this. And then on the sideline, I saw this woman who I know is a Christian, but has spiritual wickedness against her. She's heavily up in pharmacia, was watching this scenario. And then all of a sudden, this little demonic statue this person takes off a helmet and it's this a very, very attractive young woman. She gives the ball back to the PhD person that I know that's playing catch with the statue and then walks over to this Christian woman, heavily influenced with pharmacia, and they walk off together. I got the sense that maybe it was this lesbian type of relationship. And this woman, she left her newborn baby to her husband and went off with this woman. And I was in my dream, I was like, no, no, don't go, don't leave your baby. What are you doing? And so obviously this woman was off this world, this so-called Christian. She had lost, lost the natural affection for her child and probably the natural affection for her husband. And it was just, it just reminded me as well of the, the parable of the 10 virgins, right? She obviously did not have the Holy Ghost. She was deceived. Pretty wild dream. I woke up in a sweat on this one. And then a couple other dreams that just recently happened. I saw a bunch of hipster Christians drinking beer and this was at night and listening to the so-called Christian music. And there was this dark spirit cloud over this venue. And I started looking up Christian music and sure enough, it was just interesting. A lot of so-called Christian musicians just had the same pyramid and all seeing eye, just that demonic Illuminati symbolism all over it. And I started listening to some lyrics like do as you wilt. That's flat out Luciferian language. And so it's almost like maybe 90% of the lyrics were pleasant and then the rest were wicked. You know, the devil's clever. He'll actually tell a lie, but you know, with 90% truth. So you just have to be awake and make sure you're not opening doors. And then another dream, I actually had this dream last night. There was a network or a group of hipster Christians. Again, hipster Christians seems to be a theme of these dreams. 
that was ashamed of this plain Jane Christian that was in the word of God. She's maybe just simple, simple to this world, I should say, just not, you know, didn't have the greatest clothes or fashion. And these hipsters told her, you cannot go past this line in this dark building. You cannot go outside. We do not want to be seen or associated with you. And then all of a sudden they threw her into this garbage trailer that reminded me of Star Wars, where there was dirty water and all this garbage. And it was like this trash compactor, except this was elongated that could fit in the back of a truck. And she's swimming or kind of in this dirty water. They were trying to corrupt her is the sense I have, right? Water represents the Holy Spirit. And then some worker bee started to push the trash compactor together to squish the garbage. But the lady, this hipster lady that put the plain Jane Christian, probably this God-fearing Christian woman into this trash compactor was like, no, 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 stop. There's a woman in there. There's a woman in there. There's a woman in there. And then my dream, same dream, flashed to a bunch of what I think are so-called Christians or think they're Christians that had World Wrestling Federation type belts. So if you know anything about wrestling with the World Wrestling Federation, that sort of thing, we know it's theater. It's not real. And I think they're good athletes, but it's not real. It's choreographed. Mm -hmm right? They're not breaking somebody's neck by doing these different body slams and stuff. And so I got the sense at the end of the day, you may think you're a Christian, but you need to make sure that you have Christ as your first love. Just make sure you're born again, get into the word of God, get serious about your Christianity, get rid of that habitual sin. God hates it. God absolutely hates it. So those were my dreams. Just some scripture again, talking a little about a little bit about can Christians, so-called Christians, people that think they're Christians, can they get demonic spirits and, and, you know, demons in them? Let's read, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abideth in the vine. The vine stands for Christ. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me in Christ and I in him and the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, in Christ, my words, he is cast forth as a branch and withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. I mean, there are a lot of parables about, hey, are you abiding in Christ, my friends? If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it will, it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples." As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. And this reminds me of, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And obviously we all fall short. We sin. When I sin, I repent. A lot of times I'll fast. I'll pray. I'll get in the word of God. I mean, you should be reading your Bible every day, praying every day. But, uh, but we, all, we all fall short. But he knows, he knows if you really have a heart for Christ, right? David <laughs> sinned big time, but what does the Bible say? And I'm butchering it. You know, David had a heart for God, right? He, he followed God. He loved God. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. John 15, pretty wild. So is your first love Christ? Are you truly born again? Let's continue reading. Wherefore, lying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings as a newborn baby's desire the sincere milk of the word, getting the word of God, that ye may grow thereby, 
If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Amen. So Scott with SJWellfire.com. Lord's been giving me all these dreams about spiritual warfare. And I got to tell you, and I've been just praying on this podcast after all these different dreams and trying to get discernment. And I had another dream where the Lord showed to me, because again, there was a pastor that I, there is a pastor that I really like that says that Christians cannot have any evil, foul spirits in them. And he has some scriptures to potentially back it up. But I think Dean Odell destroys those scriptures with deeper meaning and hermeneutics. And the Lord showed me in my dream an evil spirit leaving me with a burp. Now, I don't, I was dreaming. I don't think I physically had a burp, but sure enough, he just showed me because I don't, I pray that I do not lead people down the wrong path. And again, I respect this other pastor from personal perspective, just being under spiritual warfare with this ministry. You know, I have a lot of saintness and witches and wizards listening, and I pray that they get saved in the name of Jesus Christ. A lot of them are satanic ritual abuse victims. I pray they get saved, my friends. So again, scott.sjwellfire.com, final days report. Check out our website, sign up for the newsletter.